Welcome to the Husband Material Podcast, where we help Christian men outgrow porn. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship. My name is Drew Boa, and I'm here to show you how. Let's go. In tonight's live episode, we are talking about how to heal your inner child with older brother coaching. You will get a behind-the-scenes look into how I coach men to outgrow porn using older brother coaching. You will learn what it is, who it's for, why I created it, and you will learn how to do it. This is something that you can do with yourself. This is something that you can facilitate for a friend, or if you are a professional coach or clinician, this is something that you can also use with your clients. You will learn the three steps of older brother coaching. Locate the boy, love the boy, and lead the boy. And then at the end, I will actually give you a guided experience so that you can understand the power of this approach by doing it. This episode is actually an excerpt from my program, Husband Material Academy, which has a brand new and improved video course. It's all on one platform. I'm really excited about the new program. And in this episode, you get a taste of HMA. You get to see what it's all about and how I help men outgrow porn. I want you to imagine how your life would have been different when you were a boy if you had a really wonderful older brother just a few years ahead of you who was in your life supporting you, challenging you, being with you, especially in the area of sexuality. If you had someone who felt safe to talk to about your attractions and your urges and what to do with them and and how to navigate relationships. What if you had an older brother who you could look to as an example and who was guiding you through every step of your development? How would your life have been different? I actually want to ask that question to everyone who's here. What if you had that kind of older brother? What would have changed for you? Joe says, I always dreamed of having an older brother who loved and cared for me. And I had two older brothers. So Joe is saying that even though you actually had two older brothers, you didn't have one who loved and cared for you. And that would have been a huge support. James says, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about if we had, if we had those critical experiences in our sexual and emotional development, would we have become sexually healthy men of God who simply didn't need pornography, didn't need the things that we turn to? Jeff says, I wouldn't be hiding in isolation. TJ says, I might have been protected from the abuse that set me on the destructive path I took. Andre says, it would have made a world of difference. Aaron says, I would have had a constant friend with me throughout childhood instead of a constant emotional abuser. Jose says, I think I would have understood a lot more and maybe not acted out on so many impulses. I would have known why and I would have felt seen. Maybe I would have been more confident. Micah says, I was the oldest who had to be responsible after my dad left, so I never got that chance. Jose said, I had an older bro, but he bullied me a lot. Lyndon says, I think that I would have been able to avoid a lot of the mistakes I made. Scott says, 
As the oldest, I really would have liked to have someone who could have guided me through things. Heath says, I think I could have learned to like myself sooner. I felt like I had no one. Maybe I wouldn't have SSA if I had had a positive male role model. Darren says, my brother is 15 years older. A different experience growing up. I've always wanted a brother closer to my age. Scott says, I would think it would have been so amazing to have someone to talk to. Yes, absolutely. Victor says, I would have had a friend. I would wrestle with him and I would know how to stand up for myself. Ooh, that's a big one. Wow, that's a big one. Jordy says, I have three older brothers, five, seven, and 10 years older than I was. None of us were encouraged to be close. An older brother who loved me and cared for me would have helped me to abdicate my role as my mother's husband substitute. Yes, I had no idea such a simple question would unlock such an outpouring of responses, even from the few men who are on this call. I always wanted a brother, especially an older brother. (laughs) Oh, that was one of the deepest longings of my heart. I had a sister who was a year and a half younger, and I always wanted a brother. And one of the best things about the gospel is we do have a friend who is closer than a brother in Jesus Christ. And part of the beauty of older brother coaching is connecting with Jesus, our true older brother, and becoming the older brother that we never had. This is mind-blowing. You can actually become that person for yourself. That's what I have discovered with older brother coaching. This is a way to connect with Jesus, our true older brother, and to become the older brother that we always wanted and never had. And in older brother coaching, I am both being that older brother for somebody else, but primarily it's me teaching somebody else how to become that kind of brother to your inner child, to the little boy within you who became attached to pornography. Older brother coaching is my unique method, my unique approach that I developed for inner child work and helping men outgrow porn. Because as Dr. Eddie Caparucci says in his great book, Going Deeper, How the Inner Child Impacts Sexual Addiction, behind the scenes of the addiction, the inner child is running the show. If you can learn to heal your inner child, you can outgrow porn. I'm not saying it will take away all sin. In fact, I actually just sinned sexually last night. I didn't masturbate. I didn't look at porn. I didn't act out. But I chose to indulge certain fantasies just in my mind. And so I want to be very clear here that this is not a cure-all for everything. I think for the rest of our lives, we will be in a journey of repentance and growth and deeper and deeper healing. But porn doesn't have to be a part of it. Unwanted sexual behavior doesn't have to be a part of it. And older brother coaching has led to hundreds of breakthroughs for the men that I've worked with and huge breakthroughs in my life. And that's why we're going to talk about it. Older brother coaching 
is a form of inner child work. And I want to just be very clear at the beginning for anybody who's skeptical about that. Like, uh, what do you what do you mean? What is this inner child work? Isn't that a, a new age teaching? There are people out there who teach inner child work from a different perspective than me. I come at it from a Christ-centered perspective and also a trauma-informed perspective. Um, it is not a, a metaphor. This is based in neuroscience, specifically the neuroscience of implicit memory. Let me simplify it for you. The past influences the present. And inner child work allows you to understand how the past is influencing the present. It can change your understanding of why certain things are happening, why you have certain attractions, behaviors, why you have certain triggers, both pain triggers and pleasure triggers. All of that comes from how the past is shaping the present and it can help you understand it. Inner child work helps you see the story behind your triggers, both the overwhelming intolerable emotional pain that sometimes leads us into porn and also the irresistible overpowering sexual attractions and impulses that make porn so appealing. Inner child work is based on a very simple concept that is summarized by Fred Rogers of the beloved children's television show. He says, you are not the age you are. You are all the ages you've ever been. That's the foundation of inner child work. And it's based in neuroscience, specifically the neuroscience of implicit memory. Implicit memory, also known as body memory, is the concept that there are times when I feel like a little boy again. That's your inner child showing up. And inner child work is simply an acknowledgement that our implicit memory is happening, even without our awareness. And if we can engage those parts of our brain in a way that's healing, it can really help you. And specifically, it can increase your self-awareness, your self-compassion, and your self-regulation. For me, that is a recipe for recovery, a beautiful recipe for recovery. If you can grow in self-awareness, self-compassion, and self-regulation, you can outgrow pornography. And that's what this work allows you to do. My specific approach draws a lot from IFS, internal family systems, and from healing prayer ministry. So I don't see it as either or, like either it's Jesus who heals you or it's trauma work that heals you. I try to integrate both into what I do. And I'm gonna teach you how to do it. And I believe older brother coaching is actually biblical. My favorite chapter of the Bible is Psalm 131. I'm even going to recite it for you. This is my favorite chapter of the Bible. And for me, it's a beautiful picture of older brother coaching. The psalmist writes, My heart is not proud, O Lord. My eyes are not lifted up. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me but I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. 
Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. Did you catch that bit in the middle where he says, I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child within me. Do you know how to do that? Do you know how to still and quiet your soul? When your soul is like a weaned child. Uh, This image of a weaned child is really interesting. It's a child who's old enough that they're not nursing anymore. So they're coming to their mother not to get food, but to get connection, to get intimacy, to get an embrace, to get love, just for that person, for that attachment. It's, It's not a pragmatic thing. It's not just because they're hungry. It's not just because they're thirsty. It's because they need this person. That is what you can actually do with yourself. It's a completely different way of relating to yourself. A nurturing style of relating. Built on kindness and care and tenderness. Many of us realize the importance of being kind to ourselves. We're caring for ourselves. But we're just not very good at it. <laughs> and sometimes we also have barriers like, I don't want to do that. Well, it's actually biblical here. It's it's something that comes from God. I I think in this passage, it's a really great picture of how it's not just me helping myself or God helping me. He says, I've stilled and quieted my soul and I'm putting my hope in the Lord. I think that's what Older brother coaching allows you to do, to nurture and care for the parts of you that feel young, to be tender, to be loving with yourself, and to receive the love of God. Helps you understand the roots of any overwhelming sexual or emotional triggers. It helps you actually feel God's love, not just understand it intellectually. And it empowers you to make choices you can feel proud of. It can help you change how you feel. It can help you change what you do. And that's why I love it so much. That's why I use it every week in Husband Material Academy and with my private coaching clients. And I use it with myself. (laughs) Um, In fact, sometimes I need to receive it. There's a great quote that sums up uh, my heart behind older brother coaching and why I created it. It's a quote from Tony Robbins. I don't agree with everything Tony Robbins says, but this quote was just perfect. He says, heal the boy and the man will appear. Isn't that true? Heal the boy and the man will appear. That's my mission. That's my mission behind husband material. I had a a moment a couple months ago when a dear friend was telling me to not give up on husband material, to keep going. He said, because there are all these little boys out there who need you, who need to be known, who need to be seen, who need to be loved, who need to be rescued, but they feel trapped. And all those little boys are within us. 
they're stuck and pornography is their pacifier. And my mission with husband material is the same as the three steps of older brother coaching to locate the boy, to love the boy and to lead the boy. That's why I'm here. That's really, that's really the only reason why I'm here. That's, that's what husband material exists for. It's a rescue operation to help the little boys grow up, to heal the boys. So the men can appear. That's how you change your brain, heal your heart and save your relationship. And there's a wonderful, wonderful documentary that has become a metaphor to me of what this work is all about. I watched it while I had COVID (laughs) uh, on Disney Plus. It's called The Rescue. The Rescue is a true story that happened in Thailand when a few years ago, a group of 11 boys from a soccer team and their coach became trapped in an underwater cave for over two weeks. Hundreds of people joined this rescue operation. And what did they have to do? They had to locate the boys. They had to find where they were in the underground cave system. They didn't even know if they were alive. They didn't even know if they would find dead bodies or living children. And it took a while to find them. They had to bring in expert cave divers from the other side of the world. And you can watch this in the documentary. And after days, they finally found this one little open air space within this huge underwater cave system where the boys were still alive. And they located the boys. And that was the first step. Now, the second step was they had to love the boys. They actually had to care for their needs because they were starving. They had to meet those boys with love, with nourishment, with the kind of motivation that would help them carry on. And then after a strategic, very stressful series of planning sessions and the rain's coming down harder and harder and the water level's rising, they had to take the risk to lead the boys out. I don't want to spoil it for you to find out what happens because I want you to watch this movie. This movie made me weep three times because it's exactly what we're doing. It has material. It's exactly what's happening in older brother coaching. We are locating the boys, loving the boys and leading the boys. That's it. So I want to teach you the three steps of older brother coaching. As I said, you can do this with yourself. You can facilitate this for a friend or use it with a client of yours. If you're a professional leader, or even if you're not a professional leader, if you're just in ministry, like you can do inner child work. It's, it's not that hard. The most important thing is to follow these three steps. The first one is to locate the boy. Now, this one seems like it's difficult, but it's not. It's really not. In order to understand the places where you got stuck as a little kid, thinking about, think about it in terms of those 11 boys that got trapped in an underwater cave. Each of us got stuck developmentally at different times throughout growing up. 
And those are the places that show up in the present where I feel like that little boy again. It's like he's crying out from the underwater cave and, and his voice is echoing into the present. We need to find out those places where we got stuck. Some people try to do this by making a list of all the most painful things that have ever happened to you. And that's certainly one way to do it. But I think there's an even easier way. And that's simply to examine your triggers. When do you feel like a situation is not just painful, but intolerable? That's a pain trigger. That's more than just frustration, more than just sadness and disappointment. When you feel devastated, when you feel infuriated, that's your inner child coming out. Every trigger tells a story. Every trigger tells a story. And if you want to understand your trauma, just look at your triggers. The other type of trigger is a pleasure trigger. When something sexual or emotional feels not just nice and attractive, but irresistible, like it has a magnetic pull on you. Okay, that is a pleasure trigger, which also is telling a story. And if you follow that story, if you trace that trigger, it will take you to the underwater cave, so to speak, where your inner child is crying out. So our sexual and emotional triggers are telling a story that goes back years. Sometimes we do older brother coaching and guys find a little boy who, who's been trapped in an abusive situation or, or in a place where he was abandoned for 50 years. But he's still alive. He's still here. And the first step is to locate that boy. Now, that is one way of locating the boy is to look at your triggers. And for me, that's the place where I see the most transformation. However, you don't even have to do that work to, to begin to get into older brother coaching. You can just imagine yourself as a boy. You can just imagine yourself as a boy and ask yourself, where is he? And in the guided exercise we will do later, we're actually not going to go with a painful memory. We're going to enter in through a positive memory. The whole point of locating the boy is, is to ground this experience in something real, in something that happened to you, or um, in something that should have happened to you but didn't. So when you locate the boy, all you're doing is finding a place to start, to start this older brother coaching experience. And it can be really any place in your life where you need healing. Any place in your life when you got stuck. Anything that is disturbing to you. Anything where you feel like there's a deficit. There's something that's not the way it should be. That can be an opening in the cave. That can be a, a clue. That can be a thread that we can follow to find out where that boy is, where that older brother is needed. So step one is locate the boy. Step two is love the boy. In order for older brother coaching, in order for inner child work to be positive, to be helpful, and to be healing, 
you need to love the boy in such a way that he feels loved. Our definition of love is not the little boy's definition of love. And I'm not saying that uh, you, you need to just cave in to, to whatever he wants and, and give the boy whatever he thinks is good for him. He might think that porn is what he needs. He might think that is his way of being loved. More likely, he feels trapped. Like he's stuck in a dark, scary, cold place. Like an underwater cave. And porn is just his pacifier. In order to love the boy, we need to use a little skill that I learned from Internal Family Systems and specifically Jenna Reimersma in her book, All Together You. How do you feel toward this part of you? How do you feel toward this boy? Do you feel sad? Do you feel disgusted toward him? Do you feel like you want to fix him or you want him to change in some way? Or do you feel curious about him? Do you want to learn about him? Do you feel a sense of connection with him? Or maybe you feel nothing toward him. This is really important. If you are feeling anything other than curiosity, connection, and compassion towards your inner child, then it might not actually be a good idea to go and spend time with him. Because what we don't want to do is re-traumatize him and reenact the lack of care that drove him into that cave in the first place. So this is kind of tricky. If you are feeling, for example, angry at the boy, as I have felt, specifically for my 12-year-old self, there was a time when I wanted to kill him. I wanted to get rid of him. I thought, he's the problem. And my counselor actually told me, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't need to die. He needs to be resurrected. <laughs> That's what he needs is resurrection. He needs rescue. So if you are feeling negatively toward your boy, what you can do is simply ask those negative feelings to step aside to give you a few minutes of space and time so that you can be with him. And if you have that space, check in again and ask, how are you feeling toward that little boy? Who is you? How are you feeling toward your younger self in that place where you've located him in that bedroom or in that basement, in that classroom, on that playground, on that sports field, how do you feel toward that kid? Are you ashamed of him? Are you afraid of him? Or do you feel curious, compassionate, connected? 
If it's any of those, then you're ready. You're ready to go and spend some time with him. And that's the primary way that you love him. It's not with anything that you say or do. This is huge. It's nothing that you say or do that will make that little boy feel loved. It is who you are that makes the difference. And if you're not ready to go and just be with him, you might need some help. And that's okay. Oftentimes, that's where we invite Jesus into this experience. Maybe the little boy doesn't feel safe with you, but maybe he feels safe with Jesus. Maybe you don't feel a lot of love for him, but Jesus does. So whether you're inviting Jesus into that place where you've located your inner child or you're stepping into it with yourself, uh, you as your adult self, stepping into that place in your imagination, um, or as what happened in a recent session is uh, a man decided to approach the little boy while holding hands with Jesus because that felt safe to him and that allowed him to enter in with curiosity and compassion. Whatever you need to just be with him is most important. Some of you guys might be thinking to yourself, what do you mean go and spend time with that little boy? Like, is this, is this just making something up? No. What we are doing here in uh, creating an experience and creating space for an experience between you and your inner child is working with your imagination. And I love what Allison Cook and Kim Miller say in their book, Boundaries for Your Soul. They say you have a God-given imagination. And it is a resource for your healing. In fact, our God-given imaginations have been exploited and corrupted by porn. And what we're doing with this kind of guided imagery or exercise of imagination is reclaiming that part of our brain, reclaiming that part of who we are in the name of God for healing rather than harm. I'm, I'm taking what porn has done to me and I'm reversing it. Um, it's really beautiful. You might think to yourself, all of these inner child experiences, is that even real? (laughs) Um, Let me tell you, yes, the neurons that are firing in your brain are real. Are real. That little boy is real (laughs) because there's a part of you, your implicit memory that's affecting your everyday life and interpreting present day experiences in terms of the past. So these neurons that are firing and wiring together in our brains are very real. And what we're doing in this is harnessing the power of our God-given imaginations and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us into greater love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And this is one way of doing that. So with that in mind, Once you have located the boy, the most important step towards loving the boy is to just be with him. Once you have found out wherever he is, you can approach him in your imagination from a safe distance. Like if he's in a bedroom and the door is closed, maybe you just want to knock on the door. See what happens. 
You don't want to force your way in. You don't want to get too close too quickly. Maybe you approach him from a distance and make eye contact or not. You know, eye contact is very intimate and vulnerable. Sometimes I'll invite somebody to sit on the ground next to the boy or across the room to get down his level, not to be standing above him. That can be scary. Just to be sitting there. And once you've found a spot next to that boy, here's how you love him. You just be with him. And in almost every session of older brother coaching that I do, you will hear me say these exact same things. I want you to take a moment and just be with him. Nothing to say, nothing to do, no agenda. And see what happens. Because what that little boy needs most of all is you. Is that older brother. Simply the presence of you. Simply the presence of Jesus Christ is transformative. So when you can get to that place of being with him, using your God-given imagination, you allow it to unfold. You notice how the boy is reacting. Notice how you are reacting to him. And hold that space. Just be with him. Maybe there's something he wants you to know. Maybe there's something he wants you to do. If the little boy is terrified of you, if he is running away from you, if he is sticking his tongue out at you and he's angry at you, all you need to do is just be there. Just be there. And see what happens. Oftentimes he will melt because no one has ever treated him this way before. No one has ever just decided to sit there with him. Nothing to do, nothing to say, just love. Just looking and listening and loving and saying, I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. That look of love is indescribable. So a lot of times people might feel the need to rush in and try to, uh, to tell the little boy what, what he needed to hear or to give him a big hug. And that's awesome. I also don't want you to short circuit this experience. Uh, and I especially don't want you to accidentally um, drive this part of you away. Um, and you might miss out on the treasures that, that can come when you decide to just be with him as an act of love. And let me tell you, when you do this, you will discover that your inner child is not the problem. He is actually part of the solution. He can help you heal. We come there to help him, but he can help you. He can, he can help me. Little Drew has changed my life. He's amazing. <laughs> but the only way that I can understand that is by spending time with him, getting to know him. So that's step two. Be with the boy. Just love him. Nothing more. Nothing less. And loving him might mean coming close. 
Loving him might mean giving him space and building trust. And that trust, once it has built, allows you to lead the boy. That's step three. After you've located the boy, after you've loved the boy, lead the boy. And this kind of leadership is something that I describe as befriending. <laughs> um, and here's why. In the documentary, The Rescue, do you know how they eventually decided to get the boys out of the cave? They sedated them. They had found that while they were trying to rescue adults from a different part of the underwater cave, that they were kicking and screaming the whole way. They only had to drag them under the water for 30 seconds, but the whole way the adults were kicking and screaming and making it nearly impossible to rescue them. So what were they going to do when they've got these little boys who need to be transported underwater over like two miles of underwater cave routes, how are they going to get them out? Well, they had to put them to sleep and that made it really convenient. They could just gently glide them under the water and take them out until they were rescued. Listen, when you're doing inner child work, you do not have that option. You do not have the option of just, okay, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to help him and I'm going to do this and it's going to be great. No, every step of the way, you must befriend the boy, cooperate with him, because he's not just going to do what you say. I mean, that's the whole basis of his attachment to porn, uh, is that you don't want to be using porn, but he does. So you're in a power struggle. And if you want to lead this boy, you got to locate him, you got to love him. And then you have to learn how to work with him, not against him. So here are some ways that you can lead the boy. You can ask him, is there anything you want me to know? Is there anything you would like to do with me? You can make simple observations like, I notice that you're looking at the ground. Or I notice that you scooted a little bit closer to me. Simple things like that. You're building trust with words, with actions, with experiences. One way to, to effectively lead him is to ask permission. If you want to give him a hug, like, hey, can I give you a hug? Would you be open to that? You want to involve him as a decision maker in the older brother coaching process giving him a sense of agency, of power, not letting him run the show. Also, not just telling him what to do either. You're forming a relationship. And maybe if he really opens up to you, you might be able to say what you would like to say to him, to do what you would like to do with him. Sometimes it can be very simple, like I met him in his bedroom and we played with his toys. Sometimes it can be 
really scary. Like I found him in the place where he was abused and I carried him out of there and rescued him, protected him. It's always a surprise. And as you lead the boy, you will eventually come to a place where he likes you or you like him where he becomes more a part of your everyday life and you notice when he's showing up and you notice when he's trying to tell you something you listen to him you love him and you lead him and you earn the right to do that when you take those first few steps especially the part about loving the boy that's the hardest part it's helping him feel loved and when he feels loved he will follow you <laughs> It's beautiful. All of this might sound very hypothetical. So I'm going to lead you in a guided exercise in older brother coaching. And I want to give you full permission to pause this episode, to fast forward this episode, or if you're with me live, to not participate at all. Just do whatever feels helpful for you and leave the rest behind. Because I'm guessing that many of you have never done this type of inner child work before, we're going to start with something a lot lighter than going deep into our triggers or our trauma. It's going to be very simple. For step one, uh, locate the boy. I'm, I'm going to ask you to imagine a happy place or a safe place for yourself when you were a kid. Maybe it's a real place where you felt happy and safe. Or maybe you can't remember something like that. And so you you can just create it in your God-given imagination. And we're going to use that as our starting point. And I'm just going to take you through those three steps. Locate, love, and lead. Here we go. Begin by taking a few deep breaths. You can close your eyes or open your eyes, whatever feels most comfortable to you. Notice your body, any physical sensations. Become aware of any sounds around you. (sighs) And bring a little bit of kindness to your system. Pay attention to any areas of your body where you feel tension. And just notice them without judgment. And whenever you're ready, imagine a place that felt happy and safe to you when you were a boy. If you can't think of one, create one for yourself. A place where you could relax, be yourself. 
Notice the sights, the sounds, and the feelings of this place. And after you have a good picture of it in your imagination, where are you as a boy in that place? Picture yourself at a younger age. Maybe it's a very young age, or maybe you're a teenager. Don't try to force it. Just let it come to you. Where is your inner child in that place? And what is he doing? How is he feeling there? How is this place affecting him? And now I want you to notice how you feel toward him. As you look at him in your God-given imagination, do you feel curious about him, connected to him? Do you feel compassion for him? Maybe you even feel a sense of celebration over him. You delight in him. Or do you feel something else? If you're feeling multiple things or a negative feeling toward him, invite that feeling to give you some space for a few minutes to step back so you can spend some time with this little boy. And then check in again about how you feel toward him. Now, whenever you're ready, see if that boy is aware of you. Does he know that you're here? Does he know that you're with him? You're watching him. And if so, how is he reacting to you? How does he feel toward you? If he's not aware of you, then approach that place as your current adult self from a safe distance. And wherever you are in relation to that boy, say hello. If he seems like he wants you to come closer, 
Then come closer. Get down on his level. Not too close. If he doesn't want you to come closer or you, you sense some resistance or reluctance, honor that. And wherever you are right now, just be with him. Nothing to do, nothing to say, and no agenda. And see what happens. If you feel some of those other emotions of criticism or shame coming back in, set them aside so you can come back to the boy and just be with him. What is he doing? How is he relating to you? Is there something he wants to say or do with you? Let it unfold. If you haven't been able to connect with the boy, that's okay too. And as this continues to unfold, I wonder if Jesus is there too. Where is Jesus? What is he doing? What is he saying? You may want to let this continue. Maybe there's a time to play. Maybe there's a time to hug. Maybe there's a time to to go and do something else. Whenever it feels like the experience is drawing to a close, come back to that little boy and let him know how much you appreciate this time with him how you feel toward him and ask him if there's anything else he wants to say to you. You might want to give him some time with Jesus too, or, or even all three together. Now, whenever you're ready, say goodbye. He may not want you to leave, Don't make any promises about coming back unless you're ready to keep them. And that's it. How was that experience for you? Maybe you're still going. That's okay. Maybe you need some more time with this guy. You know, it's amazing how older brother coaching allows you to come into his world. You can also invite this little boy into your world. 
and take him with you when you do something fun. Hold his hand when you're doing something difficult. One guy is saying, that was intense. I'm actually amazed. I was the one who didn't want to leave. That was teary. (laughs) Yeah, it can really let the tears flow. What I find so consistently is that men who know that they are loved but don't feel it can finally feel it through older brother coaching. Not every time, but more times than not. This allows you to have all the lines of love open between God and you, between you and your inner child, between your inner child and God. It it all comes together in, in a way that allows you to experience it emotionally, not just understand it intellectually. Someone else says, a man actually paid attention to me and valued me and cared to engage in a conversation and play with me. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Man, you just gave that gift to yourself. I think so often we long for someone else to do some of these things for us. We long for for that older brother type of person, um, not realizing that in some ways we can actually be that for ourselves. Somebody else said, seeing that little guy helps with empathy toward myself and giving him that validation that he never got as a child. Amen. Beautiful. Someone else said, I had a beautiful time with little Joey. At first, I sat down across the room from him and later he invited me to sit next to him. And that's exactly what we talked about with loving him seeing how he responds to your presence is is amazing how quick some of those shifts can be when we stop trying to do and say stuff and just be it's unbelievable somebody else says my younger self was initially afraid to see me but he also desperately wanted the relationship and the affirmation oh i relate to that so much He was reluctant to see me go. Somebody else said, I cried a lot, hated and been ashamed of myself for so long. Just wanted someone to spend time with me and give me a hug. Love that little boy. Neither of us wanted the other to leave. We need each other so much. Oh, yes, you get it. We do need each other. But here's the reality, guys. We have ignored and repressed and attacked that little boy. For years, of course he doesn't trust us. That's why he feels forced to take matters into his own hands, quite literally through porn and masturbation. There is a great parenting skill that I recently learned from a book called The Whole Brain Child, and I think it really applies to older brother coaching. It's the skill of connect and redirect. And that's what I'm talking about with loving the boy and leading the boy connecting with him, just connecting, and then redirecting. So before you redirect a a sexual attraction or urge, first connect, connect with this little boy. And then together, 
you can find a direction to get those needs met in a way that is truly life-giving. Someone else says, that was surprisingly refreshing. He just wanted someone to give him some attention and to spend some time with him and listen to what he had to say and the things he was interested in. Jesus watched with compassion and approval from a distance, and we walked and talked hand in hand. I love that so much. One of my favorite moments in Older Brother Coaching is when uh, the little boy is holding your hand and he's holding Jesus's hand or there's a group hug. That gets me every time. The reason I'm not saying people's names is because I feel like it's very vulnerable to have your name said on a podcast that's shared with the world. Someone else says, this was very emotional. The first time I've been able to locate him. I immediately loved him, which surprised me. I always thought I'd hate him. I wasn't ready to leave. Jesus told him who I was, and the boy smiled like he was pleased. Awesome. Someone else said, it's hard to put into words. I found it emotional just letting him know I like simply hanging out with him. It was so good, sitting at the edge of a pool with small talk. Someone else says, it was a positive experience for the both of us. Little Jay was happy I came back. He trusted me. He showed me what he was holding. One of his precious rocks. He was so proud of his discovery. That's so great. Someone else says, he asked to hold my hand and I cried. Mm. Someone else says, I can tell the younger version of me is angry and broken. I just imagine myself sitting there and showing him compassion. That is what it's all about. Oh, yes. Someone else says, I've done some inner child work, but it comes to me ever so slowly. This time it came about so much more. I learned that he didn't speak much, but he felt understood and accepted, and he was pleased with my visit. That is so good to hear. So you got a taste of what this is like, and you can imagine how it can be more difficult when you go into some of those darker and scarier places in your childhood. We just went to a place that's safer, um, happier as a starting point. And as you get better at this and as you possibly work with somebody to help you through it, you can build trust as you locate the boy, love the boy and lead the boy and get deeper healing than you've had before. So that's Older Brother Coaching. Um, many of you are already in Husband Material Academy and you've seen the power of it. I really believe in it. And if you want to join HMA, go to joinhma.com. And I want to open up some time now for questions. TJ says, what do you do when you have very few memories of your childhood to access? I remember very little of anything prior to my teen years, but I know that a lot of the hurt that led me to my addictions is rooted in my childhood. You know, there is a great episode about this by Adam Young, which I will put in the link to the show notes called, what if I don't remember much of my childhood? He has excellent suggestions that can help you locate the boy and allow those memories to resurface. Micah says, this is so hard for me. All this trauma is hard and I don't know where to start. And that is why I created Husband Material Academy. Because it is so hard and it helps so much to have somebody tell you, okay, first you do this, then you do this, then you do this. 
Let me explain how it works. Let me guide you through it every step of the way. And one of the great parts about HMA is that it's not just information. It's not just a course. It's also a coaching program where you not only have professional leaders, you also have peers who are doing it with you. Um, I think HMA is the best place to start, especially for somebody who, who understands that they're broken and just doesn't know, like, what do I do with all of this? In this podcast and in Husband Material Academy is try to take the deep and rich insights, both Christ-centered and trauma-informed, to really understanding the core of our attachment to porn and bring it together with very simple, supportive, and direct ways that you can actually move forward and apply it to your life and give you everything you need in order to do that. So I think there's a lot of deep stuff out there that's complicated and there's a lot of simple stuff out there that's shallow. I'm trying to make it deep and simple. I'm trying to make it good and helpful for you guys. And that's really why this episode exists. I wanted to give you all a taste of what my students and clients get to experience every day. And with the new, brand new version of Husband Material Academy, because I don't think it should be reserved only for people who pay money, I wish way more people had access to this stuff. And that's why I'm giving it away for free in this episode. Scott says, I will share this when it comes out next week with my guys in the men's group. Awesome. Please share it. Please Share this with anyone you know. Hey, they might be struggling with porn or they might just have developmental trauma in their lives where they got stuck at an age and older brother coaching and inner child work can really help with that. Maybe through this exercise, you realized how difficult it is for you to connect with your inner child and it wasn't really helpful for you. Or maybe you were able to connect deeply and powerfully and you want more. Either way, if you want to grow and heal through older brother coaching, I want to invite you to join Husband Material Academy, where we do this every Friday and have a brand new video course teaching you how to locate that boy, how to love him and how to lead him. Um, I'm really excited about the new version of HMA. Yeah, inside Husband Material Academy, you can schedule a session with me for older brother coaching on fantasy Friday. Every Friday we do this work every Friday. It blows me away. Um, and if you've been to fantasy Friday, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it gets real, it gets emotional and I don't even have the ability to describe it. It's really hard to describe the power of what the Holy Spirit does when we open up and create space for Jesus to heal, create space for the little boy to tell us what we need to hear and to, to lead us. I think that's one of the beautiful things about it is we lead him by helping him lead us. Ronald says, thank you, Drew. Between HMA and good counseling using IFS, my healing and freedom is coming and being reinforced daily. It's happening at a pace I never knew could happen. Awesome. It's so great to hear. Jesus says, 
You're doing awesome work, Drew. Thank you for being an empathetic, driven, and good friend to all of us. You are welcome. That's my goal. That's my role at Husband Material is to be your older brother, even if I'm younger than you, and to help you become the older brother to the boy within you who is so beautiful and strong and loved so that we can all grow up into sexually and emotionally healthy men of God. Always remember, my friend, you are God's beloved son and you he is well pleased. Mm -hmm.